Today is National Black Literacy Day. Bridgeport's Black-owned Kindred Thoughts bookstore features Black authors from all over the world. Co-owner Derek Tompkins says the store attracts all kinds of people and has grown into its own community. Trying to emphasize authors of the African diaspora is where we started. And it started small. We were a book club that um, kind of morphed into an online book store, which then we started doing local vending. Lieutenant Governor Susan Beitzowitz joined Bridgeport Mayor Joe Gannam at the store today. They emphasize the importance of small and minority-owned businesses. Kindred Thoughts is owned by Tompkins as well as Karen Smith. And if you want to check it out, it's located at 1001 Main Street. You're listening to After All Things, WSHU's daily news update from the Connecticut, New York region. Connecticut mayors call for action to reduce gun violence. The state will be getting millions of dollars to help clean up its drinking water. And the drama continues over Governor Hochul's nominee for New York's chief judge. Those stories and more are coming up. I'm Sabrina Garon. Big city mayors in Connecticut are urging state lawmakers to consider a package of legislation aimed at reducing gun violence in urban centers. WSHU's Ebang Udama reports. Governor Ned Lamont supports the legislation proposed by the mayors of Hartford, Bridgeport, Waterbury, and New Haven because it targets repeat offenders who are responsible for the majority of gun crimes. We're talking about that small group of repeat offenders that provide 90% of the shootings and 90% of the murders, and that is avoidable. Hartford Mayor Luke Bronin says the package includes a provision that would make bail tougher for repeat offenders. If you've got a history of serious offenses and you commit a new serious firearm offense, you should have to post at least 30% of your bail, the bond that's set, in order to get out on pretrial release. He says 39% of those arrested for shootings in Hartford last year were out on bail. In Waterbury, it was 30%. Ebong Udama, WSH News. Connecticut will receive almost $19 million from the federal government for cleaner water. The money comes from President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law. WSHU's Molly Ingram has more. The Environmental Protection Agency will use the funds to remove contaminants from Connecticut's drinking water. PFAS chemicals are called forever chemicals because they do not naturally break down. The chemicals are found in almost everything but are especially dangerous when consumed. Communities will receive grants to address their local water supply. The funds may be used to improve water storage, water reuse, quality testing, and more. Nationally, Biden's plan will distribute $5 billion over five years to address PFAS contamination. Molly Ingram, WSHU News. On this Valentine's Day, students at Dartmouth College are continuing a school tradition of sending rhyming emails. The messages, known as flitzes, are a way to ask someone on a date. Todd Bookman in New Hampshire reports. The old email software system at Dartmouth was known as the Blitz. Type up a flirtatious message and it's called a Flitz. Popular with students as a way to make a match. All it takes is some rhymes and then send off that dispatch. I already have a girlfriend, but um, it, it would still be nice to get a Flitz. That's Max Waits who wrote about flitzing for the school paper. The freshman said the tradition is now almost second nature. It's not that big of a deal if you get rejected. I know a lot of people who are still friends, even after they've sent a flitz. Year-round and on Valentine's, the rhyming notes come and go. 
with the Ivy League elite practicing Cupid's game like a pro. For the New England News Collaborative, I'm Todd Bookman. Governor Hochul threatened to go to court to force a vote for New York's chief judge, but that was almost a month ago, forcing Republicans to now take action. That story after headlines and a message from our supporter. Support for After All Things comes from Hartford HealthCare. More COVID vaccine answers at hartfordhealthcare.org slash vaccine or 833-621-0600. Love is in the air at Bridgeport's Beardsley Zoo. An eight-year-old endangered female red wolf named Taylor from North Carolina, has been relocated to the zoo as part of the Species Survival Program. The goal is to have Taylor breed with Peanut, a male red wolf at the zoo, to increase their species population. According to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Census, there are only around 20 red wolves remaining in the wild. 243 wolves are located at Association of Zoos and Aquariums facilities. A proposed $75 billion climate change superfund in New York would help harden Long Island's infrastructure in the face of storm events, which supporters of the bill say have only intensified with climate change. It would be funded in part by companies in the state that, quote, contribute significantly to greenhouse gas emissions, and charges would be based on the amount of greenhouse gases they produce. Opponents of the bill say it'll only make things more costly for consumers and disincentivize investment in New York State. Nurses at Long Island's South Shore University Hospital are planning to strike on February 27th. According to the union representing the 800 nurses, that's unless hospital management agrees to settle fair contracts. They say the hospital is too understaffed to handle the influx of patients coming in with COVID and the flu. They're also hoping for salary increases. The union says the strike notice will give the hospital some time to plan care for patients. The stalemate over choosing the next chief judge for New York continues with Republicans in the Senate saying they filed a lawsuit for a full Senate vote after Governor Hochul failed to take action. Karen DeWitt explains. Normally, Hochul, a Democrat, allies with the other Democrats who hold a supermajority in the state Senate on many issues. But she's had a falling out with them over her choice for the new chief judge, Hector LaSalle. Many Democrats, including the majority in the party on the Senate Judiciary Committee, believe LaSalle is too conservative. In January, they voted against advancing his name for a full Senate vote. That angered Hochul, and she threatened to go to court to force a vote. But nearly a month since then, the governor has not acted. Senate Minority Leader Robert Ort says Republicans filed the lawsuit when the governor seemed to have stalled. I sort of expected her to file something. It's her nominee. He hasn't withdrawn his name. She hasn't withdrawn his name. He's just sort of dangling out there. It seemed kind of odd. Ort also criticized Hochul for lacking a clear strategy to get her Democratic allies in the Senate on board with LaSalle, who would be the first Latino chief judge in New York. And that is historic. But apparently it wasn't historic enough for her to really lean in and fight to get him to a four vote or even through committee. 
If the Republicans were to win their lawsuit and a full Senate vote took place, Hochul would need the backing of some of the GOP senators in order for LaSalle to be confirmed. He does not have enough support among Democrats to win. But Senator Ort says he and his members are not committing to vote yes for LaSalle. He says they filed the lawsuit in order to enforce what they believe the state's constitution requires, a vote by all 63 senators. I have several senators here who aren't on the Judiciary Committee. Their constituents who elected them expect them to get a say on who sits on the highest court in the state, the chief judge of the highest court. So it's not about anyone up here voting one or the other, but everyone up here should get a vote on that. I think their constituents would expect that. Even though Hochul and the Senate Republicans are on the same side on this issue, they say they are not coordinating their efforts. Hochul, speaking at an unrelated event in Rochester, says she doesn't plan on joining the GOP's court action or even filing a supporting brief. It was unexpected to see them file a lawsuit. What I have said all along, I still remain standing strongly behind the, the premise that the Constitution, the state of New York, requires that the Senate consider a nomination from the governor. So uh, however that gets to the floor, the Senate can still do it on their own. They have that option, and we hope that this gets resolved soon. Hochul would not say whether she will file her own lawsuit, but she says she does want to see how the Senate Republicans' court action progresses. The judge in the case could hold a preliminary hearing as early as this Friday. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt. For the latest news from Long Island and Connecticut, you can listen on the radio or anytime online at WSHU.org or with the WSHU app. After All Things is supported by Hartford HealthCare. And as always, if you have any thoughts or story ideas you'd like to share with us, please send us an email. It's news at WSHU.org. Happy Valentine's Day or Singles Awareness Day, whatever you want to call it. Either way, hope you're doing something fun tonight. I'm Sabrina Garone. I'll talk to you tomorrow.